Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Soul Speakeasy is finally here. This concept has been in the cooker for years, literally. The meaning of life, God, spirituality, holistic wellness. There are so many topics that deserve to be discussed. What this show offers us is the chance to have these conversations amongst friends, unfiltered, unedited, and unapologetically. We may say the things that others are afraid to say. Maybe some of you are thinking it, but didn't have a tribe where it was safe to explore those ideas. We all come from different backgrounds, different genius zones, and use different language, but we have one common goal. We are your own teachers. We're here to challenge your beliefs, unteach the old ideas that are holding us all back, and do it with complete authenticity and a little bit of fun. Come and join us. You won't want to miss it. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of Soul Speakeasy. Yay! I'm so happy to premiere this show on my Soul Speak podcast. It has been something that's been in the incubator now literally for a couple of years and was just waiting on divine timing to be born. And so here we all are. Uh, This is a core group that was literally dropped into my brain um, within seconds of revisiting this idea. I knew that it was a divine group. Uh, These are the people that I talk to and have these backroom conversations about spirituality and God and the meaning of life and this crazy journey that we're all on together. And I can't tell you how many times I've been in the midst of conversations with these individuals and thought to myself, if only people could be a fly on the wall listening. Um, Each one of these people in this room has blown my mind inside of spiritual conversations. And they're the kind of people that when I'm talking to them, I blow my own mind. I know Mm -hmm. that there is such a divine channel of energy um, when the right souls meet up. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to create a platform where we could all come together and have other people join in the conversation because a lot of these conversations that were being had were really important ones. And we all started to realize that there's got to be so many more people out there that are either wanting to have these conversations and are afraid to do it because they don't have the right people, Mm -hmm. or, you know, perhaps they are still exploring these ideas and just, you know, um, potentially are afraid. Uh, And so we wanted to be able to create a space that felt like you were just going to hang out someplace with your, with your friends and have some deep soul-based conversations. And so this is going to be a space that is unfiltered, unedited. (laughs) We will say the things that other people might be afraid to say, and that's okay because we don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) So love it. Um, to start off, we just wanted to do some quick introductions. Uh, the team here, this core team of Soul Speakeasy. Um, I am Jenny Israel for those who are just tuning in for the first time. I am a spiritual soul coach. I am a medical intuitive. I am an energy medicine professional, um, amongst many other things. Um, but also a teacher and a mediator of soul space. And so that's where I, I love to do the, the podcasting and the lives and, and the open discussions. Um, so I'm going to hand it to Robbie first. 
Hi, I'm Robbie Kearns. I, uh, my business is Guidance from Gratitude, and I started it as a way to build community for people who were seeking to learn more about spirituality in their personal journey. So it aligns really with what we're talking about in this space too. Um, and so I do private readings, I do some energy work, I teach workshops, I also bring in other people to teach workshops because I love for people to learn from a wide variety of people. And that's why I love this concept, you know, when Jenny when I were talking about things over the course of times, you know, having those recorded would have been great resources. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I'm really excited about this. And I thank you for, for bringing us in, Jenny. It really, it's really yeah. Amy. Hi, I'm Amy Egan. I am kind of new to the, the world of uh, coaching. Um, I consider myself a so coach as well. Um, I am just starting the ministry called Rebel Heirs. Um, that's just going to be a, a ministry that helps women to find themselves in the mis middle of this crazy life, right? Um, Jenny and I go way back all the way to college and uh, we have just been by each other's side kind of on and off, but recently a lot more on and um, just kind of holding hands through this whole life process and we just really have fun learning and and just being guided and kind of getting the same messages same thing as Robbie I mean so many conversations we've had we're like if people could just hear what we're talking about <laughs> so here we are and I'm really really excited to be here yeah and Charlene Hi, everybody. I'm Charlene Lawrence and uh, you can find me on Instagram at Charlene Lawrence Astrology. I consider myself a holistic healer. I do energy healing, um, you know, Reiki, Seraphim Blueprint and other types of energy work. I've been um, in the spiritual world for quite some time now. And uh, I actually met Jenny because her name came up three times and it was like, okay, I need to check out who this chick is. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, you guys have a lot in common. You should meet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been working in the energy healing space. I teach yoga. And so that brings, um, you know, that gives, has uh, provided an, a, a beautiful space for me to uh, come out of the closet, as I like to say, in terms of my spiritual funk um, and some of the things that you'll hear us talk about, because uh, sometimes it sounds a bit radical to some people. <laughs> but um but yeah, and I, I do astrology and hypnosis, and I like combining the three, being energy healing, uh, astrology and hypnosis, and uh, exploring all the coaching and uh, soul support provided to um, bring our cosmic consciousness alive, manifest everything that we're meant to have and feel in this in this life. Excellent. Thanks so for having me. The one of the things that I love about the the group uh, in this room is that the core language, as far as the meaning within it, is all the same. Mm -hmm. But we all come from very different backgrounds. We come from different experiences. Our genius zones are just a little bit different, um, and semantically, we even use different words. Yet the meanings are the same. And so I thought that it would be a wonderful way to reach lots of different people that speak lots of different spiritual speak, um, mm -hmm. because we have 
scriptural background, we have biblical background, we have some of the super far out there universe stuff. You know, we are, Charlene just sent me this meme of like me and my peeps hanging out. And it's like a picture of like a Sasquatch and an alien and Jesus and like, like all these people hanging out together. And she's like, look, it looks like us. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty true. I'm pretty sure I met that praying mantis guy in one of my seraphim blueprint attunements at some point, but you know, it's the, the ability to be able to go as far reaching as we can. And we're going to go over each other's heads at certain points. I know, but, um, it's the, the core, the core here is so much the same. And so I thought that it would be a lot of fun um, for us to just start having some open conversations. So um, one of the first inspirations for, you know, what are we going to get together and chat about was this idea of just God. Um, And why is everybody so afraid to say the word God? We can say, oh my God, but we, oh can't, God. You know, we can't speak about God as though God was something tangible and impactful in our lives. No, I remember, I mean, and this is like, this is the preacher's kid, right? Like my dad was a Presbyterian minister. My grandfather was a Baptist minister, you know, like growing up in a house where God and Jesus was like centrally focused in my home. And I knew nothing about scripture. Like I, you know, it, it was just something I took for granted. And then I start moving into this spiritual world and no one will say the word God. Everyone's talking about the universe. It's almost like PC, like not to say God. Yeah. Like if you're around a group of people, you have to say spiritual or you have to say the universe. Because if you say God, it's almost like people are what? Or source. Yeah, source. Right. Mm -hmm. Source. Do you think that's out of like, out of like you were saying, kind of people being PC out of respect? There we go. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that's probably part of it. I I know that there's, you know, no one wants to offend anybody, you know, like even inside my own practice. It's like, I was afraid to use the word God with a client because I wasn't sure where they were going to land. Yeah. I swing back and forth with God and source. Um, And I think, I do think it has to do with, for me, it has to do with a sensitivity to offending someone um Mm -hmm. you know and then there are moments like in a yoga class where i'll just go screw it i'm gonna say god today (laughs) (laughs) and i don't mean that i'm planning it i just mean that i can feel it coming out of my mouth and i i consciously set it free (laughs) yeah that's great i think after i get to know someone like if i've had a session or two with someone then i will use the word god because that's ultimately where i want to move them to yeah i want them to realize that they're one with god and that's the whole purpose of being here is you know so i after a session or two i'm like y'all should be able to handle the word god now and i don't Mm -hmm. actually say that but in my mind i'm like and i always do say you know your work we work with i work with your spirit partners that could be god and archangels and guardian angels and ascended masters and whatever you know um so i kind of wrapped that in from the beginning and then the words not as maybe uncomfortable for some people but we've all talked about organized religion and how that 
excuse the French, I'm going to drop the first F-bomb here, how that <laughs> fucks people up. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we've, we've all talked about that, how organized oh, yeah. religion just creates that, that separation from God. Yeah. And it makes it hard to embrace that you can be one with God, that you have to go through someone else. The church tells you how to have a relationship. So, you know. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Robbie. I was thinking that I think that the word God really does represent so much for people, especially in their upbringing. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people that were raised in the church, like God, you want to get away from that, not realizing it was something that was kind of that opinion of God was formed by other people. So when you start to have this relationship that we're all talking about, you know, with the higher self, with source, whatever you want to call it, it can become God because it gets very personal. And you start realizing that it's not what other people told you it was. Exactly. It can be your own. Because God is actually bigger than the construct of organized religion. Exactly. Well, I, I know that nothing can confine God. <laughs> no. And I, you know, I mean, it's, I think that it, it's interesting how we kind of dance around the word God by using the universe or, you know, like it's so much more comfortable maybe yeah. because it feels accessible, but, you know, Egan had sent me a, it was just a short little clip of, of a woman who was talking about how one of the biggest mistakes we make in trying to manifest our own happiness is that we worship the creation and not the creator. And the universe is the creation. It's not right. the creator. And that hit me hard. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, so we're manifesting from something that's already been manifested, which right. means we're not in a creation pattern of something new or original. We're just regurgitating something that already is right? right and so it kind of took the majesty away from the the universe you know right. like the all-powerful universe and suddenly yeah. I was like wait a minute that makes a lot of sense to me and it was right around that time that I just started it was like saying the word god was like wielding the f-bomb that's yeah. what it felt like to me. Cause I yeah. was like, I'm going to start dropping the G word. I'm just going to start <laughs> doing it. You know, it's like, I can say all this. day long dropping and nobody flinches. You say yeah. the word God and everyone's like, Ooh. I know. <laughs> so true. It took me a long time after I started, like really stepped into my spiritual journey to be able to, to connect and feel comfortable with that relationship again because I was raised in Southern Baptist Church. My dad was a minister of music. It was, you know, like there a lot of stuff happened in my in my childhood and youth from the church that wasn't positive. Mm. And right. so for me to be able to release like it was a lot of releasing. As you know, when you step into your spiritual practice and your own journey, that's what you have to do. So you have capacity to embrace the new. And that's what I had to do. I had to create this new relationship and know that it had nothing to do with anyone else or anything that happened in the past right. that I had to step into the present and the now with that relationship. And once I was able to do that, just so many other things started to, to change and transform for me. And so, you know, and I always say, if I can do it, anybody can. 
because I hated the church. Amy and I talk about it all the time. It's like the healing, the ultimate relationship with the parent. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's funny you say that, Jenny, because I was just thinking how I was going to ask you guys how you feel when people or, or just the notion of relating God to the father, like God, the father. And like, I think when people think of God, they think of like the almighty parent, you know, and it's, you do associate it to your parents, you associate it with your upbringing. So I think that that is another reason why people have pulled apart and they're saying universe, because it just feels more, it's, that's way more comfortable than thinking about a big dad in the sky who failed you your whole life. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Oz behind the curtain. Right, exactly. Exactly. I can relate to so much of um, what you said, Robbie, though. I, you know, I went to Catholic school and I had, I did have these really um, uncomfortable issues with the church that, that started in, you know, a very young childhood and I carried it with me. And I even did my high school thesis paper on, on religion Um, And that blew my mind even more. And then it was just, you know what, I'm done with it all. And, um, but uh, yeah, I think that my world started to change. And like you, it was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to use it today because I I was reading a lot of poems. I love Rumi and um, I I have a, um, a book called Love Poems from God. And it's just, it was just, reading those poems on a regular basis where God is mentioned on a regular basis. It, it was a whole new experience for me. And I thought, well, maybe I can start using this, this word. And it's so funny, right? Jenny says like, it's easier to say the word fuck people don't cringe. They might, they might not like it. Right. But they don't cringe. (laughs) You don't feel like the, the room goes silent at an F-bomb. But if you say God, so I started um, gently working it way back in. And now, like I said, I have more moments where it's, it's on my, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue. And I go, Oh, just set it free because I started to develop a faith also that it's coming out of my mouth for some reason, for someone else to hear. Yeah. Right. Someone else needs to hear this. And my relationship with God and even Jesus is now way well beyond all the stories relative to any childhood trauma or mm-hmm. um, issues with, you know, religion and church. Um, and yeah, so that's what I wanted to say there. <laughs> Love it. Well, I think that the, the God, the father relationship, you know, is it, you think about patriarchal issues and our own divine masculine broken issues and, you know, all of the, like the sins of the father, you know, it really is. It's, you don't, you don't make those connections consciously, but there's a reason why you cringe from it, you know? And so, you know, I do think that I, and I'll have conversations with clients who are, you know, devout Christians and, pray every day and, you know, are actively talking to God, but to actually say it out loud, they will preface it and they will say, this is going to sound crazy, but God said this to me or God spoke to me. Right. And then, well, why is that crazy? Why would it be crazy that you would be having a one-on-one conversation with the ultimate father, you know, that you're the reason, you know, he is the reason or, you know, he, she, however, you know, like the, the, the God, the father is 
the biblical version that we grew up with. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved into the spiritual realm, it became the alpha omega. It became the, the mother, father, God, Mm -hmm. um, which I found really interesting because in the beginning, introducing that feminine quality felt like, oh, well, that's the goddess. That's, that's a little bit pagan, right? Like, so this was in the beginning when I was first starting to come into this world of spirituality where, you know, there was all of these like taboo things that, Mm -hmm. you know, I hadn't touched before that were like, Ooh, that's a little witchy. Ooh, that's a little like the occult. Ooh, that's a little this, that's a little that. And meanwhile, I'm like falling in love with all of it because I'm Mm -hmm. just fascinated by all of the different aspects And, you know, as it all came back around, you know, like full focus, realizing that it's all of God, right? Because God put it all here. It just depends on what we're doing with it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like in, in the, the, the possessor of that gift, Mm -hmm. which invitation, (laughs) (laughs) will you accept and started to realize that in this world that it all came it all comes back to god over and over again it just all keeps coming back to god and i think that that's when i really got just super comfortable with falling into that because it just you said something the other day amy people make god so complicated yes i say that all the time Yeah. I mean, I think that we start diving in the complexities of all the things you were just talking about and trying to figure out so many things and it all wraps back around. And you know, when God talks to you, it's so simple. Like you go, I still do it. I don't care how deep my relationship, how mature I am in Christ and how long I've been walking the walk. I'm still like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And I'm looking, I'm calling Jenny. I'm trying to find the answer. And then I just sit still and God's like, boom. And it's always just, three words. It's just such a simple answer. Like I, I, one time I said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I went and got by myself and sat and breathed for just a second. And he said, you don't have to do anything. And I was like, what? He said, I'll do it. You don't have to do anything. And I'm like, but okay. (laughs) And that was that same message lately, by the way. Really? Yeah. I bet. I've been getting that same message, like, you know, in the midst of all this change that I'm going through personally, it's like, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? What do I have to do? Nothing. Right. (laughs) Like, okay, I don't have to do anything. It's all coming. (laughs) And it's funny because, you know, all of us are are gifted and helping people heal and helping people, you know, overcome their challenges. And I find myself telling people that all the time, like it's already worked out it's already worked out. I don't know why you're worrying. Like you, do you not believe that God look back? Has he always held you and carried you? Has he always worked it out? Why can't we have faith that he's going to work it out? And then I fall in the trap. Of course. <laughs> I go in the spiral. Yep. We're human. We teach what we need to learn, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we're, we're human. That's where the, the cracks are where the light gets in. Yep. And we'll find it repetitively. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I'll go through a period where every client I'm talking to, it's the same message over and over again. And by the end of the day, I'm like, okay, yep. I get it. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, God, I hear you. And it and is so simple. 
I was going to say too, just about the God thing is I find that, um, I don't, I think it might've been Jenny. One of you just said how, when you're saying how God, I know it was your clients telling you, I know it's weird, but God talks to me. I say it so openly now, almost that's rebel errors. If you catch on the mic, like I'm, I'm just a rebel. I don't care. So I like to like get a rise out of people. So I'm like, you know, what God told me and God said this. And I just watched them go like, what is she talking about? Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm right there with you, Amy. Yeah. And I get that all the time. I get the response all the time. Why is God talking to you? Right. Why is God? And, and I have like, I met one night. <laughs> at a bar <laughs> and uh, talking yeah. to some major uh, philosophy teacher and, uh, and theologian. And he, I mean, he was, he was amazing. You could just feel his energy, the spiritual energy. And he was so knowledgeable. Um, and he was asking me about change I had made in my life. And I told him, well, God told me. <laughs> right. And he wanted to then spend the night convincing me that it wasn't God that I heard. And I thought, oh. but you're such a spiritual leader and teacher. Why are you trying to convince me that it wasn't God that I heard? And he's like, what, what has you so convinced it was God? I'm like, well, who would it be other than the God within me? Right. And that's what I call faith building. <laughs> I, I always talk about faith building is when you listen to that small voice and you do what it directs you to do, whether it's to sit still or jump or whatever it is, every time it serves you right. Mm-hmm. Every time you you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, I see it all now. You know, you're like up on the mountaintop and then someone goes, well, how do you know that was God? And I always say, I can never explain it to you. But when you know, you know, like if I'm standing up on literally right now on top of a mountaintop, I'm like, God led me here. Mm-hmm. How do you know he led you there? Because I've been following his direction every step of the way. And every time I can look back and see, I would have never did any of that. Because this is way better than anything I would have ever done. Well, it's like Robbie's Oracle cards. Yeah. The the be your own Oracle cards that Robbie created. They literally, there's like three words on each card. I want to see these cards. I know. I'll send you one. I'll send you back one. Okay. I have have them right here. Mine are across the room. If I can pull them out from like the... The Jenga, the Jenga pile that is next Jenny, to Jenny, this is so funny because I don't have cards, right? Well, I do have cards from Friends of the Mind, but a friend just sent me cards today. Really? Yeah. They they ended up here an hour ago. Right oh, look at the me. one that I just pulled out. We can't what? see them. Hold on. Find your try. Find your try. Right. Your try. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I find I, I pulled be your own oracle. The answers are within. And 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 I think. Was it Amy that just said, you know, yeah. the God within? What God if, within. I was Charlene, Charlene said, <laughs> yeah, the, the God within. And that's what it is about. It's like, mm-hmm. that's, you know, what the, the message of Emmanuel is all about. It's like one with God. I love that. I love that. Within, you know, so. And I, I think that it's, you know, <laughs> we, we confuse, we confuse the voice inside our own head with the voice of of god right and i'm I, i'm constantly reaffirming my clients that if it's if it is if it's fearful if it's a if it's a voice of fear yeah doubt or some sort of direct command that just doesn't seem quite right that's your ego right <laughs> or you've left space for the devil to get in, right? Like, so there's, and that's another thing I'm going to, I'll poke Amy with that one in a second, but um, 
th this idea that the the voice that comes from God or the constituency of God, meaning your angels, you know, Jesus, your ascended masters, things like that. It's always a voice of love. It's always a voice always. of support. It's never, and, and it's never actually telling you exactly what to do. And it's right? simple. Yes. yes it's it's simple. always simple. And, and it's, and it, it not, isn't necessarily going to take the discomfort away, you know, of the situation that you're in, but it is, it's not going to be a voice of fear yeah. and, right. you know, being able to really ground yourself in that knowing, because anything that is fear-based, doubt-based, anxiety-based, worry-based, any of that, that is not God. God. No. You know, whenever there, whenever you start to have those fearful fearful thoughts or or allow fear or doubt to creep in you have to stop and reconnect that's what i tell my clients is like, right if there's any doubt or if you start to try to manipulate the message that you're receiving then that is not from that is not a pure message that mm -hmm. is your that's, ego getting that's in the challenging way. though for people yeah. right how, so, how we and can i also think way. there's a lot of excess energy in your head yeah then just stop and ground and then start over. Like, you know, every one of the cards is every moment is a chance to reconnect, you know, like, yeah. so if you have any questions about it, stop and reconnect, stop, hit the, hit the reset button, ground, call in the energy and work from your heart. Yeah. And, head. and yeah. you know, I, another thing that, you know, people get pretty freaked out about is, well, if I open myself up to that powerful of a connection, inside of spirit, then how do I keep myself protected, you know, from the stuff that's not of God. And I, you know, it's, this is another place where we make it so much more complicated. Yeah. It's like it's if you are in God. the sovereignty of God, you are protected. Correct. Period. Well, right. Well. But Amy said something to me the other day, she was like, you know what? She's like, I think one of the reasons why people are so afraid to own into the God concept is because then they're like, well, if God exists, then so does the devil. And I don't really want to talk about that. Right. Oh yeah. That's a big one. I mean, what I've always learned, I always tell people like, why do we always think of the devil as like this little demon with ears and a tail and like, it's coming to get you at night. Like the devil is the most conniving, smartest being he can get in there. And it's, I'm like, the devil's in here. He's not out here. He's he gets you right here. And just like Robbie was saying, in the thoughts of doubt and thoughts of worry, second guessing yourself, that's the devil. So mm -hmm. if you can conquer thought, I'm I'm huge in, in being able to stand outside of yourself and thought, which a lot of it is healing and trauma. You know, if you can dig through that trauma and get the trauma out, you can start to hear your voice. I mean, I talk about it all the time. Like I was listening to myself talk the other day. And people were like, <laughs> talking about it. I'm like, I was just going to say that all the time. I say that all the time. I was having a conversation with myself. That's <laughs> myself. And they're like, what? Who was I talking to? Oh, yeah, myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think when you, and I always, you know, I can make a joke out of it sometimes. Like, I'll say out loud, like, mm -mm, like the joke of like, not today, Satan, you know, mm -mm, you're not going to get in there. Get out. And nice? I used to go like this. I used to flick my thoughts in the air. When I was really going through it, I was like, mm, nope, <laughs> that's how easy he is to get rid of. So going back to, to the devil thing, I think that it's, it's, you know, either the condemnation of this big God that's going to punish you, which is, you know, in scripture, it says he's not a condemning God. That's not what he does. If you, if you really study what God is, 
that's not who he is. That's the devil. Like if you get to learn what it is, it's not as scary anymore. Like you said, Jenny, like if you stand in the sovereignty and know you're protected, the devil is nothing but a flick to get, get him to go away. You just have to practice and you have to get the trauma out and you have to understand and be able to stand outside of your thought, which took me years. That's a lot of work. It is. Because you're having to reverse everything that you've learned in organized religion because the devil was going to grab your soul and take it into right. eternal hell where you're going to exactly. burn for the rest burn of hell. eternity. So <laughs> like, you know, like that's yeah, what that's people, scary. that's, that's pretty fucking scary. It is. It is. Gonna, and I, I mean, that's like in this room right here, the, the unteachers, right? Like that was yeah, the other yeah. thing that we all had in common. It was like, yeah. no, 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 no. Right. Forget everything that you think, you know, exactly. about spirituality, about Christianity, about Jesus, about God, about any of it. You know, it's like, forget everything that you think, you know, because it's been way been made so much more complicated and not to mention the fact that it's like, it's all piecemeal and it's it's all in a matter of convenience, right? It's like Mm -hmm. somebody will decide to just pull scripture out of the Bible and throw it at you when it's convenient for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And control, control. control. And they eliminated yeah. the feminine presence and made God only masculine mm-hmm. um, with all of these rules and this authoritarian mentality. Um, I, there's a book that I read. I'm going to look it up because I want I want you guys to check it out. And anyone who ends up listening, um, because it, it speaks to that part, right? The patriarchal, the God, the father that you guys were mentioning. Um, I think it I think the author is Megan Watterson. That sounds familiar. Mary, Mary Magdalene something, but like, let me just pull it up. I have it on Audible, so. I think Megan Watterson is the. Um, yeah, the Mar- Mary, Magdalene. Mary Magdalene Revealed and Megan Watterson is the author. Um, and it's it's amazing. I haven't finished it yet. I, I, I literally listened to it a little bit at a time because it is on Audible. My mom has the hard copy. Um, but she speaks to that. She speaks to, um, you know, what we've made, what we've made of God and the father (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. and how that has impacted us culturally, but not just culturally, like how our DNA is impacted by that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we are, we we do, we want to unteach that. Mm -hmm. We want to open people up to the fact that, um, God See, I like to relate it to yoga because that is what helped to liberate me and, and put me back on the path is like the first sound is of the, the first sound being ohm. What if the first sound was God? It's not like this person or this man, um, you know, it's a sound. It's just a sound. Mm-hmm. And to say it, when you say God, how does it make you feel? Yeah. How does it make you feel when you say God? Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that my, my feelings have changed, mm. you know, like what's the vibration when you say God right now, like what's the vibration? It's all encompassing. Oh. It's, it's there, there's not a whole lot of words, mm. you know, like I remember before now, like before my now, the word God made me incredibly uncomfortable mm. and it would make me squirm when I would say it. Because it, you know, it was so human, you know, Mm. like my idea of God was so human 
Yeah. And that's where I went wrong for so many years, trying to put a humanness around God. And mm-hmm. you can't even begin to understand God's ways by assigning some sort of human rationale or human psyche to God, because we right. assume that God judges like we do, right? Because God mm-hmm. has ego like we do. Right. But that's not true. Right. <laughs> you know, and so much of the one truth, God's truth, lives inside of a paradox which the human mind explodes into itself when you when you try to say this is true and this is true. No, that can't possibly be right. If that right. is true then this is not true, right? Because that's right. how we are in our duality. Where right. in God there is no humanness, right? And so right. it is like Charlene's like it's not this guy with the big long white beard sitting up on right. a cloud like smiting right. with his finger. Right. Like it's just it's not right. that. It just reminds me of scripture that says his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. Like you can't try to put God in a box. You can't, we can't fathom. We just can't fathom it. It's just love. God is love. That's what he is. How do you define love? Right. But you were saying something earlier about. Oops. Yeah, no, go, go. I was going to say that's the other word that people (laughs) can't say. The other four letter word. The other four letter <laughs> word. It's so true. It's hard to say to each other, yeah. even friends. Yeah. I mean, the closer I got to God, the easier I say I love people. And that weirds people out too. I'm like, man, I love you. And they're like, what? We just met. You know, I just know I love you already. So just get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard one because, and, and that's why I think people, a lot of people go into, you know, through gratitude, and we've had this conversation before, but, you know, it's easier for to be grateful for something that's tangible rather than love, which is such a complicated emotion that, you know, people have had so many struggles, and turmoils around love, especially romantic relationships, or their parents had, you know, a complicated relationship with their parents, and they didn't feel loved, or they don't love themselves, but you can always be grateful for something, even if it's a cup of coffee, you know? Yeah. Well, well, the, the idea of, of love and the word God, I mean, that is, it's totally synonymous. It's like this universal word that has such a localized meaning inside of our own wounds. Mm -hmm. It's like, we don't even know what love is. It's a word that we use all the time, but there are very few of us walking this earth that have actually ever experienced unconditional love. We don't even know what that feels like. And so we say, I want to like the whole self-love thing. Well, I want to love myself. Like I want to go into self-love. Right. What is that? That's just something we say. We don't even know yeah. what that means or what it feels like. It's just, it's, it's a word, right? It's just a buzzword. Right. It's something it that is. culturally is like, well, this is how I know I am taking care of myself because I'm using the word self-love when your idea of love <laughs> is probably so right. inside out and twisted. And, you know, it's like, so that the, the idea of gratitude is something we've all felt. Yeah. And that's yeah. so accessible because we know exactly what that feels like. Yeah. And through that that understanding that maybe it's, you know, maybe it's not love where we are digging into. It's it's gratitude that is the portal 
to God, because when you get into that level of gratitude, it comes out of every pore in your body. You start Mm -hmm. crying, laughing at the same time. Like it just pours Mm -hmm. out of you. For sure. Yeah. I can definitely say like when you're residing in gratitude, you are closest to God. Like when you're just breathing it all the time, you just, you know, you're kind of like, you're good. Like, how you doing? I'm actually good. Been grateful all day. Like again, the devil thoughts. <laughs> nope, not getting the me today. It's so true. I was gonna say earlier, I kind of marked it in my head. Um, you were talking about like the definition of God, and and we could even say like the definition of love. How all these thoughts are formed. And I was just gonna give a little bit about my background, which is I didn't grow up in the church. I'm kind of opposite of the crew. I'm not a preacher's child. My my dad read the Bible once on like a night shift job when I was like little. And he would kind of throw out scripture at me every once so as, as like a morally correct way to live, which was cool. Like, that's nice. But it wasn't like any type of scriptural upbringing or church upbringing. I had some friends that went to church. So I might go to like, Bible study, but it is in a Christian base. You know, I didn't have any other religions. I went to college. I studied all kinds of religions. I was just fascinated with philosophy and, you know, just studied every other kind of religious book there was. And eventually I found God myself and I, or he found me, I found him, you know, whatever you want to say happened. And I went on my own journey and I didn't have a lot of peers. You know, I didn't have a lot of people to tell me how to think and what to do. So it was kind of just me and God chilling for a long time. And he was, I could kind of hear him. And then I'd walk away and go, I'll get back to you later. I'm going to go live my life and I'm going to live with who I want and do with what I want and where I want. Right. And then I got to a point where, you know, my life fell apart and I, I went in really deep and I found him to be true. Everything that I've learned about him to be true. And at this point in my life, I'm looking around at peers, looking at the way they were churched and they're saying these things. And I think Charlene and I talked about this last time, like they're saying these things and I'm like, that's not my Jesus. No, no, that's not my God. My God would never my say God. that. What, what? what God are you talking about? Because <laughs> I know, I know him very well. Do you know him? And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh yeah. Like if you don't, God is very individual. Yes. He's because like Jenny, you were saying like his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Like we can't define him. He's different for all of us. Yet he's the same. It's the paradox, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he can be, he can tell you, we can have the same exact situation going on and he could tell me to go left and you to go right. It's still God, you know? So it's very individual. And I think that's where people get confused by religion. And when I, I set off to like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go help the people. <laughs> and God's like, wait a minute. But I said, then I got all the, the devils in there. Like, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, should I go study the Bible? Should I get some degrees like what do I need to do and God was like no you're right where I want you I don't want you to be so I don't want you to go to school and learn the Bible from people just keep reading it keep doing what you're doing and go unchurch my people Amy and Jenny knows this like I said Jenny God told me I have to go unchurch the people I don't really know what that means but here I go and now it's I'm learning what that means and like Robbie was talking about earlier like there's so much and all of us there's so much religion surrounded around the word God and like at the instead of God being love God is religion Mm. so that's where people are like 
forget it. I don't want to do really. And even me now, like I get like kind of pissed off when people are like, oh, Amy, she's religious. And I'm like, <gasps> I literally get offended. <laughs> don't call me that. Religious person ever meet. And God was like, come here, daughter. Like you need to chill a little bit. They don't mean anything by it. And I'm like, yes, they do. I don't like it. I hate when people call me religious, but he showed me that it's not their fault. You know, give them a little break, but. Well, there's, yeah. I mean, there's so many words. It's like, even saying that you're a Christian, that doesn't quite do it. Yeah, that one you know? me hard It was like, she was supposed to, like her whole coaching journey, she was like, no, I'm supposed to go to this Christian I coaching program. Christian I'm supposed to go there, right? So she like, gets in there, gets the interview with this little lady and who is oh. like, I'll, you tell the story because oh, it was her authenticity she... that ended up veering her oh, yeah. on a total different. I had to fill out this really long, you know, interview basically. And one question was, who is Jesus to you? And I said, that's my homie. (laughs) (laughs) That was literally, and as I wrote it, I thought, if they get it, this is my school. If they don't get it, they don't. This was question 17 out of 35. So this little old lady calls me, she says, hi, Amy. She's like, so blah, blah, blah. We really love to have you, da, da, da. We just had a question. She's like, number 17, um, we asked you who Jesus was to you. We're going to need a little further explanation on that. And I was like, oh, what did I say? She goes, you said um, he's your homie. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. I can't go to a school like this. She just asked me what that meant. I'm like, you know, like he's my, and then I went off on some religious words. Like, is that what you want to hear? Like, and I was like, forget this no yeah. like jesus is my homeboy so i said he's my best friend what do you mean i don't understand the question yeah so i i i graduated from a ministry program that's a christian non-denominational and it's okay. the christian part that just like I twitch as I say it, like, you know, um, because it's, it is, it's, it's, it's somehow confining and doesn't explain, um, that, you know, it, it, that we can be ministers of, of faith, faith in God, faith in Jesus without being attached to a a particular church. Yeah. Or any of the judgment that comes with it. Exactly. It's, it goes completely in opposition to the, the God, the loving God mm-hmm. that is, that loves us as sinners and loves us as saints, you know, the, the exactly the same and that no one person is more important than right. another. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, I guess there's new Christian movements out there that are a little bit less, um, yeah. but you know, I, it is one of the things that I will say that as convoluted as my spiritual journey has been, it has opened me up to so many ideas that have brought me exactly where I belong at this point. And I wouldn't give up, you know, my, my rabbit holes down into ET land, into shaman land, into my tarot cards, into all of it, you know, astrology, I wouldn't give it up at any of it because it has all brought me back to the place, understanding that 
all along, I've been trying to find that voice. I've been trying to hear God from the very beginning and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what that looked like for me in that relationship. And as I studied in all of these different ways and met all of these different people, you know, the, the judgment started to fall away from it because you listen to people and everyone's telling the same story, whether they're using the same words or not. You know, Mm -hmm. we're all looking for the same thing. We're all looking for that one connection that's going to bring us fulfillment and, and happiness. And what we don't realize is that it's there right from the beginning, you know? And I think the hardest part is just aligning with it and feeling confident that we can do that. Even when aligning means losing everything or being in complete discomfort. Mm. Or having to start over, over and over and over again. <laughs> yes. Whiplash. Yes. <laughs> yes. When I started over six months ago, I'm starting over again now. I'm like, okay, that's all right. God's got me. Yeah. He put me here. He's going to sort it out. <laughs> I'm just going to exactly. wait. And it's, you know, I mean, being able to be in a spot one moment where you have no answers and you feel so lost and so untethered, but to know you, you still hear the voice that says, don't move, stay exactly where you are in this really uncomfortable, painful place. Just sit there for a little bit longer. I've got you. Right. And there's, there's such a gift in that there's peace in that. There's in, in the most uncomfortable, unpeaceful, chaotic, destructive time of your life to be able to center into that. There is still peace Mm. and and then to know like one minute you have all the questions and then the next minute they're all answered and you realize, (laughs) right. Like I think to myself all the years ago when this began, The first thing that happened to me was I got laid off from my job. I decided to take a like four month sabbatical on my couch and do nothing except watch binge watch paranormal shows until I was bleeding from my eye sockets (laughs) (laughs) because it was an interesting haunted house. You know, it's like in my background and Mm -hmm. I zoom in on to chip coffee. I'm like, I don't know what it was about this guy, but I was like, I had to watch every show that he was on. And then I was obsessed with the, the taps, the ghost hunters. So I'm, I'm in this, like on the couch for, I'm like 90 days in. And Brian's like, I got to get this girl out of the house. My husband, right? Like, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? I was like, I want to go on a ghost hunt <laughs> for my birthday. I want to go to the Eastern state penitentiary in Philly. And I want to, I want to do a ghost hunt. Right. So he bought these tickets for me. He's like the furthest person from this planet that I am now living on. And I met Chip and it was instantaneous like friendship that I still have, you know, 13 years later. And I always thought to myself, like, why did I meet this man? Why? Like of all of the people that I could have an instantaneous soul connection with, why him? Right. Mm -hmm. And so two years goes by and then I meet Robbie. And so was it all just so Robbie and I could be together and be working together and supporting Mm -hmm. each other through this? Because I rarely ever talk to Chip, you know, like, but 
it's those moments where all of a sudden all the questions get answered about the most trivial things in your life. And then all of a sudden you're here in this moment and you're like, oh, that's what it was all for. Oh, yeah. And if you're just listening and you just keep going in that alignment, all of the questions get answered and and the alignment happens without you even realizing it's happening. Yeah. I had a pretty cool thing happen in a, in a session with a 18 year old who is, you know, was stressing about college decisions and timing and everything. And I said, you know, I'm 54. Just know that you're going to be led where you need to go. Like if you can take that at 18 years old, yeah, that, that carry you through life and be an active participant in it, you'll be fine. You know, you're going to, you're going to be fine not just fine but you're gonna be great and he's like wow that's you know like he he really embraced that thought and that just yeah. was like, to be able to say that to this kid and have him really embrace it was like that was cool that yeah was really cool. That awesome i said i didn't know where the hell i was going half the time <laughs> went yeah. from college to london from london to here to here to here to here to here and now you know like now I'm married with a kid and never thought that would happen. And, you know, like a year ago, I wasn't doing any of this work. I had, you know, done my own work throughout, you know, but never really didn't even talk to people about it very much. And then it was just like, I did a, I did a mastermind with Radley Valentine and went into it going, why is it not, why is my business producing other people's workshops and events and stuff not working? And he just laughed at me the first day and, and by the end of the weekend, cause I was like, there's no way in hell I'll ever do readings for people. I don't want to do that. I'm not blah, 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 blah. And then the weekend I was like, I have to do the readings for people. I know it. You know, <laughs> I know I'm supposed to step into service. Why? <laughs> like, why did I do this weekend? <laughs> and here I am. That's all I'm doing. I mean, it's tough. It's not, it's not easy. And I've been having the past couple of weeks have been really, really hard. I've been like, why am I doing this? Like, why me? Why, what am I supposed to talk about? How am I supposed to help people? And then like last night, Chip shared a story. He had a reading with one of, with one of my clients and he said, she she said, you changed, you changed my life. Robbie changed my life in the one session yeah. I had with him. And please tell him that, you know? And I was like, yeah. whoa, like, and I had been in, you know, like for two weeks, just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm not helping anybody. Nobody's, you know, like I should just get stopped. So just leading you where you need to go, you know, and you get those signs and reminders when you need them the most. So just like, just have the faith, you know? Yeah. Like, it's gonna and it happen. doesn't have to make sense. You know, oh. I think that we want it to make sense. I mean, I'm I'm speaking to a room full of mercurial people where yeah, makes sense. Right. It has to. <laughs> that would be nice every once in a while. I know. <laughs> I mean, we worked it all out to make sense, and then God, nope, go the other way. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, guys, this is. I mean, this has been awesome. Is 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 this fun? Are you oh, yeah. fun? Oh, is this fun? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, my my hope is that we will be able to to keep this platform open and continue to have these really fun and open and 
you know, maybe sometimes controversial conversations, you know, because mm-hmm. at some point in one of these conversations, one of us is going to say something that the other person is going to be like, well, I don't believe that. Right. And I don't necessarily, I can see where you're coming from, but I just don't agree. Um, and that's the, this is the safe, right? Right. Like this is, this is the world we all want to live in. We want to live in a place where our souls know each other and, and vibrate inside of that place of sameness, but we still get the adventure of being us and being able to decide and live inside that free will that God gave each of us to Mm -hmm. be us and to be able to choose you know, and to be able to form our own opinions and work through things in our inside of our head yeah. and that another person's approach doesn't have to threaten that. And that in fact, it can be a really interesting conversation with friends instead of having to back into our corners and throw the gloves on, you know? So, you know, I think that this is going to be a lot of fun. I hope that, you know, eventually we'll be able to bring in our fifth element, you know, whether that's maybe an audience member that, you know, wants to engage or perhaps a special guest that might be able to shed light on some really fun topic. Um, But I just want to say thank you to everybody that tuned in uh, to listen. We really hope that you enjoyed this. Please get in touch um, come on to our pages, come find us, comment, ask questions. We want to engage. We want to hear, you know, what this meant to you, what questions you want answered. What do you want to hear about? What do you want us talking about? What do you want to discuss? Um, and I just want to thank each of you, uh, for making this happen. Um, you know, I'm, I believe in divine timing and I, I believe that this is something born, from something bigger than the four of us. Um, you know, That's the idea element, talking about the <laughs> fifth element is already here, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't, I cannot hear that <clears throat> the fifth element without hearing the frozen two song that she's, <laughs> you know, it's like my, my brain is so infected with Disney with two small kids in my house. Um, are you, it was me I was looking for along. <laughs> so you know, that but the, this idea of being able to have the four of us together, you each are are busy entrepreneurs. Um, and I am so grateful um just to have you in my life, uh period. Um from a selfish perspective, but to be able to have all of you here on this platform together, um, souls I trust and respect and honor um, and love so much um, to be able to do this with you guys. So thank you so much for saying yes um, to the spiritual view. The new view, as Charlene was saying, this is the new view um, of your unteachers. And so from your unteachers, we will see you here uh, as of right now. We're hoping once a month, if not more, Um, but come find each of us on our social media pages, on our websites. You can find it all in the comment section and uh, say hello. So thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you. For organizing this and letting us be a part of it. Yeah. Till next time, thanks for dropping in to Soul Speak Easy.